Welcome to Room to Breathe, where you can inhale a spirit-filled thought that will inspire you to be at cause for positive actions and force you to exhale everything slowing you down from moving forward. When your back is up against the wall, remember to always create room to breathe. Hey, welcome back to Room to Breathe. This is Minister Jesse Watson Jr. I'm glad you're able to join us again this week for another show. Remember, we're here every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time and again at 4 p.m. Remember, we're always creating an environment, but we're looking at the space in our lives between our maximized potential and our limits, realizing and recognizing that creating breathing room is the exact thing that we need sometimes just to be able to make it through another day. So this week, this week's show, we're going to jump right in. Um, last show, we started a friendship series where we was talking about who is your they, uh, and this is going to line up with it just a little bit. Uh, I was having a conversation with one of my brothers in my circle, Bobby Bryant, and he's um, he's a CEO of DOS Pros. I'm, I'm also a real estate outside of being a, a preacher, a pastor, and sports management, all of that. Uh, but he's the CEO of our company. He's one of the people in my circle. So we were having a conversation. And he said to me, man, you should do a show that talks about people and how they expose themselves and why and how people should really minimize what they share. And it wasn't so much just on social media, just in general. So that's really the trigger for this. We based off that conversation, it made me start thinking about that and and the title if we have to put a title on this week's show uh the title is people pleasers so now exhale what do we need to get out you know the lack of responsibility that comes with exposing ourselves to the world especially the wrong information that's what we need to get out that's our exhale for this week our inhale is know who you are and honor yourselves without overexposing life. Because overexposing, which is defined by each person, nobody can say what's too much for you. Only you can really define what's too much for you. But overexposing yourself could be perceived as a borderline people pleaser. And that's what we want to kind of focus on today. Really the, the why and the how, that type of thing. So now, how you live your life daily isn't everybody's business. Now, some people choose to share what they have going on. And for the most part, that's cool because everybody had on parameters to do whatever it is that you want to do. However, there are some people who paint a picture of themselves that's not accurate at all. It's not even close to who you really are. And that would suggest a possible identity crisis. So now your identity describes who you are in totality. So that's something we need to understand. Your identity describes who you are in totality, right? So it's the real truth about the real you. Now life affords us all the opportunity to have different experiences. And it's those experiences that further shape us, shape who we are. So now, through that, we accept 
and adapt some changes and deny and doubt others based on successes and challenges. Now, we also experience both deep and superficial relationships where we should learn lessons of both joy and sorrow because that comes along with those deep and superficial relationships. So now either way, through it all, right, the deduction or the judgments that you make become the lens through which you view yourself. So those life experiences, how you deduce those life experiences, make those judgments now become the lens on how you view yourself. So now when one gets to the place of overexposing themselves, especially to the wrong people, or not giving a true picture of who you are, you can find yourself lost and everything you do could be based on emotions. If you find yourself lost, now everything that you do could be based on emotions. And here's what we need to understand. Feelings are powerful communicators, but not a trustworthy source of truth. I read that in the book and, and it's, it's really huge. A prime example is if you present yourself one way on social media to gain likes and followers, for some that creates excitement. And now you find yourself feeling like you need to consistently post so that you don't lose that attention. The truth is the less you show up in someone's timeline shouldn't determine your significance. You are who you are regardless to how many likes and follows you have. You are who you are regardless. So you valuing you should never be determined by what others think and especially not by social media since all of those platforms, that's not a real place anyway. None of them. So the power of moderation, there's power. In that, there's power in moderation. And that's what Bobby and I were talking about. People really don't care that much to see and hear your every move. Without anybody of significant, they don't really care that much. Moderation, watch this. Moderation is defined as the avoidance of excess or extremes, especially in one's behavior. So the power of moderation, there's power in limiting how much you share about yourself. There's power in limiting your behavior and the over avoidance or giving excess, giving too much. There's power in less. The phrase less is more, I'm sure a lot of people heard that. That phrase is important here and it essentially means that there is a possibility to overdo something. So less is more, it allows you to focus on what matters. So now, understand this. This is not a knock on social media whatsoever because it definitely serves its purpose for everybody. You just need to be clear on who you are in order for it to work for you and not against you. That's the biggest piece. Social media serves its purpose. This is not a knock on social media. We're talking about overexposing, period specifically associated with social media. So come here, Paul, and let's look at the verse you know, that we're talking about today. And it's my favorite verse, Galatians 1 and 10. It says, 
Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? That's a true question. Am I now trying to win the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Now, Paul says if I was still trying to please people, which means that there's some growth that is taking place in his life. There's some deliverance that is taking place. If you know anything about Paul, you understand his story. But what he's saying here is, I've been through this before and I've grown out of it. I've grown past it. I, I have a clearer understanding now. And so growth has taken place. So now look at this. The book of Galatians is considered the charter of Christian freedom, right? The charter, that's foundational. So in this weighty letter that Paul wrote of his, his 13 epistles, this weighty letter that Paul wrote declares the certainty of our liberty in Christ, which is freedom from the law and the power and penalty of sin and freedom to serve a living God. So we have to understand that there's freedom in our relationship with Christ. There's freedom that comes along with knowing who we are and whose we are. So now, just to give you a little backdrop of this particular verse and, and how it came about. Most of the first converts and early leaders in the church were considered Jewish Christians, and they proclaimed Jesus as the Messiah. So now, as Jewish Christians, they struggled with a dual identity. Again, identity crisis. They struggled with a dual identity. Here's why. Their Jewish side of them constrained them to be strict followers of the law. And we'll get to what the law is in a few minutes. Now, their newfound faith in Christ invited them to celebrate a holy liberty. And so now you have a whole new way of looking at life. But now you have a dual identity. So they wondered how Gentiles could be part of the kingdom of heaven because they didn't understand it based off of that dual identity. So now the law. Here's that the, the idea behind the law that they that they followed. There was a group of Jewish teachers that insisted that non-Jewish believers must obey Jewish law and traditional rules, period point blank. They established that and that's what it was. So they believed a person was saved by following the law of Moses. That's what they're referring to as the law, the Pentateuch, the law of Moses, which emphasizes or has an emphasis on circumcision and to them that was the sign of the covenant of their agreement in addition to their faith in Christ so that was the whole idea of the law and so that's what they believed so they had a dual identity so now this controversy had the early church torn and here's the reason why the Judaizers now these were people that were considered a radical circle within the church and they taught that Gentile Christians had to submit to Jewish laws, the laws of Moses and traditions in addition to believing in Christ. So they said, you can believe in Christ. That's cool. But you also had to submit. You had to subject yourself to the original Jewish law. Now, as a missionary to the Gentiles, Paul had to confront this issue 
many times. And now he finds himself having to do it again. Because Paul is coming in and saying, man, I've already, I've already talked this talk. We've already been down this road. You've all committed and said, hey, we're followers. This is where we are. And now you have these haters, these folks coming in that's instigating, trying to create havoc. And now you've allowed them to create havoc and you've created confusion within yourself because you're not sure what you believe. So identity, identity crisis. They're not sure who they are, whose they are, where they are. They, they lost now because these folks come in speaking some craziness. So now Galatians was written to disprove the Judaizers and to call the believers back again to the pure gospel. So I want to get y'all back on track. That's why he wrote this letter to the church in Galatia. That's why he wrote it to the, to the Galatians. The good news is for all people, Jews and Gentiles alike, Watch this. Salvation is by God's grace through faith in Christ Jesus and nothing else. So faith in Christ means true freedom. So you identify yourself in Christ. You line yourself up with what you believe in God. Now you're in a place where you have true freedom. You're not worried about what people think and how they feel. That's not even a part of your agenda because you know who you are and whose you are. So now when it comes to your identity, words and opinions by others could easily vary. So it is important for you to truly know yourself like Paul. And again, like I said, if you understand Paul's story and understand what he went through, what he's been through, he's at a place now where he's, he's clear on who he is. And there's nothing that anybody can do or say to convince him otherwise. He's not getting out of track. He's sold out. So now, you could take five to ten people who really know you well to describe who you are, and you will get five different responses based on what they know about you. And now that's the truth. And watch this. The truth is what they know about you will solely rely on what limited piece of you that you have chosen to share. Because based off who they are, where you are in relationship determines how much you've actually really shared with them about yourself. So that's part of why you'll get five to 10 totally different responses. This includes someone like your parents as well. The only one who has a full scope of the complete you is God. And that is what the Apostle Paul is trying to tell us. God is the only one who really know you through and through. He's the only one that knows you inside and out. So understand this, and I'm making a point. Avocado trees, when in the company of other avocado trees, would bear more fruit. So what does that mean? That would suggest that there is growth when you are in the company of like-minded people. Versus someone who takes the power from you. When you are sure about who you are and whose you are, it puts you in a place of being clear on your identity. When you know yourself, and that still goes back to the foundational place of what you believe. When you know yourself and you locked in and you have like-minded people around you, growth takes place. It's contagious. It's automatic. That's why I made that example. I exposed that example. 
Retaining your power is about being confident in who you are and the choices you make despite the people around you and the circumstances that you're in. Retaining your power, we have to understand how to do that. Setting healthy boundaries allow you to maintain your power and you maintain your self-worth. So you have to understand how to create these boundaries for yourself so you don't get lost in trying to please people. When you know who you are, you don't go outside of the boundaries that you create. Now you retain your power. Otherwise, folks will suck the life out of you. Don't allow one person's opinion to determine who you are. One person shouldn't have that much power. You know, some of the music that I listen to is Andy Mineo who says, man, you can't set yourself on fire trying to keep everybody warm. And that was everyone I heard him say it. In other words, what, it, what he's saying is, man, you can't make somebody else more of a priority than yourself. Or they would take advantage, man, they would suck the life out of you. So don't, don't humble yourself and set yourself on fire trying to keep somebody else warm. Man, at some time, you got to get to the point of thinking about it and understanding that you are important. And you have to create that precedence for yourself. Life is not like a video game. You know, when you're playing a video game and you get to a point where you don't like what's happening, you don't like the outcome, you can always just go hit that reset button. You can always decide to just clean the slate, start completely over. Well, real life doesn't allow you to hit the reset button when you feel like it. It doesn't work like that. Understand that. Life happens to everybody. How you respond is most important. So watch this. When it happens to you, what do you do? Again, you don't allow anybody to take your power. You set strong boundaries. You get clear on your identity. And that starts in Christ. Get clear on that. If I had to conclude my thoughts on this, I would say... Man, be careful about grounding your identity in inconsistent things that will set you up for failure and disappointment. Be careful with that. Your identity is defined by God and found in Christ. I'm going to say that again. Your identity is defined by God and found in Christ. Once you establish that, it helps you establish healthy boundaries. It helps you to maintain your power. Nobody is perfect. No one. That's why Paul says, man, when he said, man, if I was still trying to plead, he's saying, man, I've been through it before. Nobody's perfect. We all have a past. And that doesn't really define who you are. One of, one of my favorite artists, again, going back to Andy Menio, he says, man, my biggest enemy is me. And even I can't stop me. You have to set in your mind that you're not going to even stop yourself from this growth, from being clear on who you are and where you are. You don't, you don't put yourself in a position where you're not sure of your boundaries and what's going on. If you can't stop you, man, nobody else can. You have to understand that. And here's the truth. We're all our own worst critics. So I can understand when he says, my biggest enemy is me. But here's the truth. When you know who you are and you set boundaries and you don't allow people to take your power, then you can strongly stand up and say, and even I can't stop you. 
So take some time to breathe and think about who you are and whose you are. You heard me say that a few times now. Don't give permission to others to define you. And don't subject yourself or minimize who you are based off of what other people think. And more importantly, based off of what you share about you with other people. That's power and moderation. You maintain your power. You set strong boundaries. And you grow in your identity and you're clear on who you are. I hope that this was a blessing to you. I pray that you receive it. And we'll see you next week. God bless.